hello there. Before Jonathan does his intro, it's slightly different. Jonathan and I are in the same room, social distanced and wearing masks. Yes, ma'am. And we've just spent an hour trying to <laughs> get the 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 audio to work, but it does now. So we're going to record an episode. Yay! But have you ever heard my voice this crisp and clean? Mm. I need to invest in a new mic, then I can finally reach your level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But we're here. Jonathan, what are we doing? So we are doing the first ever episode of Eurovision Fast Forward, which is um, the show that takes um, a contemporary look at the Eurovision Song Contests of the future. Whoa. And you're probably thinking Eurovision 2020 was canceled and you would be right. But um, if you, as you may or may not know, the um, OGAE, which is the uh, like official Eurovision Worldwide Fan Club, um, puts on a second chance contest every year for uh the songs that were involved in like national selections finals what have you that didn't end up making it to eurovision and i never i've never really gone i've kind of like followed national finals like off and on in the past few years that i've watched eurovision but um i've never really gone back to watch every single one in the second chance and honestly in a lot of ways I don't want to say that these are necessarily better, but they're definitely different in a good way. So I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, this was this was a remarkably easy watch for me. Oh yeah, I I think the pacing was kind of strange because it they didn't like engineer it to like it wasn't like a it, it was more or less random the drop, and I thought it kind of dragged a little bit, but it it, it was very easy to watch. Yes. Yeah. I there was a, a pool of what I thought were bad songs, um, but even though they weren't my favorite songs. Like you're all saying, it was very easy to watch. I think that's credit to the fact that it's not in the same place with the yeah, same that was staging. Ex- that made it exciting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, and it might also just be that it was a good-ass year for Eurovision submissions, too. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, um, before we get into the nitty-gritty details, are we going to be doing We are having absolutely no fanfare this episode because Loki, I'm trying to get this to one part. I don't think it'll end up being one part. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, I didn't prepare a song of the week i didn't do any research there wasn't really much to be done but um, i i think what he's referring to is we're, we're we're theoretically playing fantasy on this oh we are playing fantasy i almost forgot about this <laughs> also like no controversy corner because like i don't know but anyway um yes so at the end if you scrolled through the through the youtube comments you know there was some controversy on oh some videos, but for sure and i guess we can talk about it but maybe not in such a formal way as controversy corner but um ellis is right we are doing um a fantasy thing i don't really know how like fantasy um like sports work but um my vague understanding of it is that um i guess i don't understand it but what we're doing is that um after we talk about all of these songs all 22 of them each of us will will kind of will draw to see the order of who goes when we'll all choose seven songs and when the official results of this contest come out in September, uh, we'll add up all the points that each person's song got, and whoever has the highest uh, wins. And Ellis was thinking that yeah, um, we've we've got we're we're gonna have another another one of these like bonus, not a rewind episodes coming out uh, soon-ish. Not soon, like soon, soon, but in the near-ish future. Uh, that will involve a turn order, and so this is. Uh, the the results from the, this fantasy competition is going to end up being our turn order turn order for that. So get excited for that mystery thing that you might be able to guess. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I think that's all the up top stuff we have to do. So are we ready to? I think the winner. I think the winner of this contest should be able to retroactively change one of the Eurovision results. 
Oh yes. I think like we officially make it so. <laughs> <laughs> we we just get to time travel and switch around the board. Yes, agreed. Okay. I approve. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. All right. Take yeah. So away. um. Yeah, so this is the OGAE Second Chance Contest being held in France this year after they won last year. So, without further ado, song number one was Kingdom Come by Anna Bergendahl, which came third in Melody Festivalen and is representing OGAE Sweden. So, I guess right off the bat, then question: This came third in in Melody Festivalen. Hmm. Why does the second place in Melody Festivalen not get to represent Sweden? This is a good question. So, um, the way that this works, I think, is that um, the members of each country's like um, fan club vote for the song. Yeah. So they ended up just having more votes for the song instead of um, okay. Bulletproof, which was. The second place song and i think this was a controversial choice <laughs> yeah. much like the winner of melody festival it was <laughs> but um but yeah i thought this was this is a good song i mean like sweden brings us to us every ball so like i'm not surprised that this is good and also anna bergendahl is like is great you might actually recognize her because we've she's been in eurovision before a year that we've covered oh really i recognize she, the name um, but which one was she in she was the like shy girl with the guitar in 2010 that represented sweden I don't know if you watched the semifinals that year, Ellis. Oh, oh, really? She has really redeemed herself. Yes. God damn. She, she so she she was the the one person from Sweden that didn't didn't qualify. qualify ever. Wow. Yeah, and she so she um had this song this year, and then last year in Melfest she had another song that ended up doing really well too. Dang. So um, but yeah, I think this is great. She I think she's a super confident performer. And I think she's really come into her own as like a like a country folk pop like performer um i can't really tell if i like some of the aspects of the staging i think her outfit is weird her um like her dress i think is trying to do this like half of it's long and half of it's short but it kind of just looks like a weird pant leg yeah because oh, she's got sure like it was a... oh, was i thought it, it was like a yeah what i saw it was yeah. a half jumper half little black dress oh whack okay yeah she, the, the like the way it's set up is that if you cut her in half vertically on one half she would be wearing a, a, a sleeveless pantsuit and then on the other half she would be wearing a, a, a I guess like a shorts jumpsuit with sleeves hmm. but it just transitions in the middle and I think I like the dancers I I don't really know how what they added to it not but, mine but um they were fun to watch they kind of just appeared they halfway came out through of nowhere. Too. that was yeah, so impressive did. like impressively choreographed yeah yeah, the camera trickery really. I don't think thing. I've been. I know I've certainly been confused with Eurovision performances before, but I've never been fully surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I like. I'm pretty sure I looked down to write something in my notes, and when I looked back up, the stage was filled with dancers, and I, mm -hmm. 
I, I don't know. I, I assume they just materialized through the power of song. Yeah. Also, one thing that I could not stop thinking about is um, their poor nipples. Like they're wearing <laughs> no shirt and then like an open like. I don't know, like military-esque jacket. Yeah, it's like an A1 bomber jacket with a lot of straps. Yeah, bomber jacket. And they are like moving around. They are doing acrobatics. And like, it doesn't look like they're like wearing like any like pasties or anything. So like that... Exposed metal zippers. Exposed metal zippers. And like rough fabric. And skirts. And skirts. I like the skirts. They did like the skirts. I guess, yes, they were. Um, (laughs) I don't... the, The jackets... There's a slight trend, which is interesting, of weirdly puffy jackets maybe not a trend i remember one more at least off the top of my head where <laughs> mm. someone's wearing a jacket and it should not be on them yeah i don't know I, like aside for the staging aside i thought this song was it was monumentally just like disappointing because it was like it was good it was well produced it was very sweden at eurovision and mm. then it's like a very flawless performance but i thought the structure of the song was just lacking because it never it it never climaxes because the chorus feels like a buildup. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know. I think I feel like that wasn't like super distracting from like the actual song because it's super catchy and like it's really anthemic. So I feel yeah. like I don't know. I feel like the the whole like there wasn't really a like a distinct peak, but I feel like the whole song was kind of a peak. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I just I don't I don't think it ever pays off. Like, no, it I, doesn't really. I would love, like, after one of these choruses, for it to hit like a guitar solo or something oh, that like like that would be great. It yeah. needs something to, because it it feels like it's building up and building up and building up and building up and building up, and then it just never, it never, it it, it never releases the build up. And so, like, it doesn't suck, but I, there are songs there. Are, it's there are many more songs in this contest that are better than this. Yeah, no, I slightly disagree with your point, Ellis, that it doesn't reach a climax. I think it does, but it's in the last like thirty seconds when yeah, but... the seemingly children's choir from whatever background stage <laughs> they're on I guess so. start singing. Um, it wasn't the kind of release of energy that I think you were looking for, but I do feel like it it kind of plays on uh, the growth of drama throughout the song. Otherwise, um, yeah, it's yeah, it kind of it. At first, you know, like Jonathan was saying, it's catchy, it's fun. It doesn't do much with scale, but then right at the end there, it it kind of creates this sense that the song is much bigger than it has been the entire time. Yeah, um, and then also, doesn't it? Um, the instrumental sort of cuts out, and then there's like a clapping backtrack, right? Yes, and that's tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed too is that um, I feel like this very easily could have had a key change, and I'm ultimately glad that it did not. Oh, interesting. I'm going to break with personal tradition and say I would actually like to see a key change here. I think that would have been so tacky, though. It would have, but it would have given it more movement. Because I, ha- I hate key changes. Like, I I really strongly dislike key changes. This is interesting because I don't dislike key changes, but, this, but here I would. Yeah. It, I, a key change would have given it a moment where it, like, did something and, and like, shifted it, which is what it needed, I think. That's kind of true, because also if this was actually in Eurovision, I would struggle to think about um what, like, segment they would play for the recap video that they show before voting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I think I'm, so, I'm mm-hmm. pro key change just to, to add on to this little topic pro key change, but only if it's done well. And I don't know if this song could do it well. That's like a, a lot good of, point. A lot of key changes tend to fall flat or they're, they're unable to hold the drama that they create. And given the track record of this song, I don't know if it would be able to, <laughs> 
really own a key change in any real way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Oh, and also one thing that's going to be fun about this is that I am also going to be able to speculate about the results because I don't know them yeah. much like everyone else. So, um, yeah. How did you? How do you guys think this one will do? Just to let you guys know. So in terms of standard one through twelve, and then the people who are voting for it are the people in the um, members of OGAE. So, um, yeah. That'll be interesting. I feel like Eurovision fans are going to vote differently than Eurovision juries. Absolutely. And like just yeah. normal Eurovision viewers. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, is there any kind of like favorite voting? Because Sweden in a regular contest would get some bonus points for being Sweden. I don't know if that applies here. Um, It's complicated for this because I think that Anna Bergendahl is very well loved. But also, I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen the song that ended up getting second place represent them in this contest. I think it... We'll have some bias because Sweden always does, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about this this Australian song. Okay, so real quick, I think it's probably gonna be around tenth place. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, considering that we're gonna be picking these, I probably should have gone more in depth on how I would rank these, uh, which <laughs> might come back to bite me in the ass at the end of this. But I like, I agree. There's there's 22 songs this year. It's gonna end up in the middle. Because it just doesn't hit the highs that some of these later songs do. And it needs to, to stand out. It could be uh, a little bit lower than you guys are saying. At like 11 or 12. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, like uh, Ellis hinted out, we're moving on to song number two, which is Rabbit Hole by Jaguar Jones, representing OGAE Australia. And they uh, got sixth place in Australia Decides. Damn. Yeah, so low. it was low. It was like sixth out of a field of like ten or something. God damn. What are the what was the jury doing? Because I'm just gonna say this right here. This is kind of great. This is very great. And the song they ended up choosing, in my opinion, was not great. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't watched enough of this year's entries uh to comment on that. Um, but like or at least watch them recently enough. But like this is really cool. Hmm. She's Jaguar Jones is someone to look out for i think because like this is this is really impressive i like this song i think could get could easily get legitimate like alt rock radio air yeah. time like and a significant amount of it because she's out here in this like it, it opens on this crazy yellow like fake room set and she's in this wild wild get up i of, said like, um yeah. I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I commented on her app, but I didn't. <laughs> but she's got like this very defined aesthetic that's kind of like alt Alice in Wonderland, but in yellow almost. Almost like Tokyo Street fashion, also. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a little bit of a little bit of Lolita fashion going on in there. The 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 fashion style. Not you, you look it up. Um, <laughs> and then she is like moving hypnotically the entire time. She's got great stage presence and like not necessarily the best voice but i think she plays it off well enough that it does not matter this yeah, I song i'm oh, sorry go for it john oh no you can go ahead okay this song aesthetically 
for me reminds me a little bit of like Poppy's second album. Yeah, where, yeah, like, that's a good shout. Very cutesy aesthetics and visually it kind of clashes somewhat with uh the grit and grime of the actual performance um she yeah. is writhing on this stage in yeah like, that's a good like, word <laughs> in uh these i don't know probably three or four inch platform leopard heel that are bedazzled oh. and just and uh, this really over the top kind of um yellow bright poppy uh <laughs> poppy um <laughs> Uh, stage uh, staging, like Ellis was saying, and then oh, I forget when the second chorus. I think she pushes the walls down of her it's room. It's so cool. And it, it reveals the band members behind her playing uh, live instruments. And the band. And, she changes and, like, the LED her dance. She changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I okay. I will say though, when I could not really watch her dance in that second half because I thought, dear God, that must be terrible for your back. She was like leaning over it like a <laughs> 90 knees. degree angle the whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, the song was really quite catchy. Um, yeah. The performance was exceptional. Like I can totally imagine that on a Eurovision stage. Yeah. Um, her look and her presence is definitely there and strong. Um, I don't know if everyone will like that, but it's, it's certainly something that you can take a note of, that you have to take a note of. Yeah, um, yeah. Like she's, it's distinct too. Like I, I, I'm trying to think of a great, a good way to describe it, and I'm ending up just like creating a fucking quadratic equation of pop singers. Yeah. But like she, it's, it's pretty unique. Yeah. In terms of her sound, I, I wrote in my notes, Angel Olsen meets Shirley Manson from Garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking like, like. Mallrat plus Billie Eilish minus Post Malone plus Poppy plus like Rina Sawayama. I thought Rina Sawayama too a little bit. Yeah, it's got that that sort of like let's bring back new metal. Yeah, it's not <laughs> quite it's not quite as like R and B as I, as Rina Sawayama sometimes is, but yeah, yeah definitely yeah. definitely super similar. Um, yeah, no, I thought this was great too. Um, I will say that some of I guess the point of it was that like she was like writhing that she was intentionally uncomfortable because the song is about like. The mental health struggles but like i think that some of her movements came off as kind of awkward yeah especially towards the beginning when she's in the box like some of the like yeah the, like some of like some of the times when she was like lying down or like moving it seemed almost kind of sluggish but um it felt like she was gonna yeah. fall even when she was laying down i don't know how <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> yeah yeah and um yeah i love the visual effect of like breaking out of the box and also it's, i guess it, it kind of like also like tells like a symbolic thing of like like breaking out i guess and um it reminds me a lot of um like the, there was like a breaking out of a box thing in Eurovision twenty like seventeen I think from Azerbaijan and ultimately it was pretty like underwhelming and I think they could have done it a lot better. I think this was a really good job because it reveals into something which is the live not the live band but like people trying to play instruments which I think yeah. is a good effect. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really cool the first moment because it's like tight into the the box is like it's focused on the corner and so it breaks out to the left and the right. And as soon as it goes down, you like get to peek right down the middle, and the drummer is sat right behind it, and it's a really great visual. Oh yeah, and the drummer like, like oh, goes shit, like, there's a band. Like, yeah, 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 and winds up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you guys listen to the Spotify recording of this? Yeah, I did. I didn't. Okay, Ellis, you should because we'll the do. audio in the in the version that Jonathan sent us is yeah. disgusting compared to the, the studio <laughs> recording. 
I'll have um, to check it out because I did think it. I did think it like my my one complaint with this was the sound was a little weak, and I wish the chorus was more of a chorus. Mm-hmm. Like this the chorus with, part with the doesn't chorus. change, but there's yeah, a lot more like, it'll still, uh, impact. It'll better. From, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Her voice is a lot better in that too, and there's a yeah, lot which more makes sense because she's not writhing around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought her voice was a little bit weak, and also like I think she had this weird like Gwen Stefani affectation a little bit too that I didn't appreciate. <laughs> Yeah, that she doesn't have in the studio version. Wait, did she? Hold I on, that. I just—that's funny. <laughs> oh my god, I've just gone on Spotify and she covered Toxic. This is—I need this in my life. Mm-hmm. That's great because I wrote down on—I wrote down chorus is kind of underwhelming. I'd love something more like Toxic. Oh wow. Ah, okay, I'm gonna listen to that after this, but I'm very excited that that exists. Yeah. Um. But in terms of like how well I think it'll do, I even though I like it, I don't know if it'll do spectacularly. I would predict probably somewhere around 14th, maybe oh really? wow that is low well i think it's i don't know i think that alternative music sometimes struggles among eurovision crowds especially like devoted eurovision fans and yeah i i don't i don't know and I, I i don't really know if there was a lot of hype around this song or this entry like this i don't think this was one that the community really thought that was like robbed in the national final uh, but is this um song too i don't good think for eurovision <laughs> <laughs> i mean I kind of hate saying that, but I think it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Jonathan. You you probably have a better read on it because you're more tapped into that than I am. Um, but I thought this was going to do well, just like because this is freaking cool mm-hmm. and it stands out. And I think Jaguar Jones seems like someone that would have fans. That's actually true. I think that she is someone who probably has well, she has a lot of outside Eurovision influence. I feel like though. Yeah. And I feel like she has a lot of mainstream potential as well. Yeah, like like if you compare this to the Sweden one, this is, I think, a better song, but it's also just like way better outside of the context of Eurovision. For sure, yeah. Because that that Swedish song is so Eurovision, Mm. and this is very much not. I will say I'm listening to the Toxic cover right now, and it's not, it doesn't go as hard as I would have liked it to. Um, Darn. But you can discover that for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Melon, where do you think this will go? I think this will go much higher than 14th. I'm thinking yeah, I, I'm fifth or seventh or something like that. Yeah, know? I was I, I was thinking that as well. I am more than open to be being proved wrong. You, you do have the most information about this kind of thing. I didn't even know that there was a second chance Eurovision <laughs> contest kind of thing until very recently. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you know, my judgment here should not should uh, perhaps be considered less than yours. Um, however, I love the song. Actually, that's not true. I really like the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the performance. Uh, I think it. if I saw that on Eurovision, I would have raved about it. Yeah. Mm, same. All right. So I think we're going to move on. So next we have uh, song number three, which is Man Like You by Lina Kudozovic, which came second place in Emma, and it is representing OGAE Slovenia. many uh second place out of how many uh let me find out it was second (laughs) (laughs) oh you're not a fan of this one oh boy wait it was oh fuck wait hold on jonathan looks very puzzled (laughs) okay so it was second of 12 
But there were like a million pre-qualifying rounds. Oh, there was like a pre-qualifying round for a wild card. No, okay, anyway. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. So it was, <laughs> yeah, it was second out of 12. Okay, I am. So, Millen, you seem to despise this song. Why? Mm-hmm. Here's why. The framing of... So, something that we briefly touched on before getting into the show is yeah. that because these are different songs from different song contests, they all have different stages, which is pretty cool. It adds a lot more um, possibility, I guess. You know, because if you just have the one stage, there's only so much you can do with it. Especially if there's a prop already set up there, like with uh, Israel in... Was that 79, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, like, um, um, the, like the three rings. circle thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, in this case, each performance has its unique stage and each stage has its shape and each you know there's different lighting and it's all a bunch of cool stuff except slovenia's slovenia's was like a like one of those post-apocalyptic uh death match cage circle spheres <laughs> thing and this girl in a like rose gold sequin two-piece you know uh, almost a jumpsuit kind of thing um, is standing right in the center of this ginormous metal sphere, which makes her feel very empty. And then the song is called Man Like You, and she's singing about a man, I guess. Um, don't take my word for it. <laughs> I won't. Uh, and then every now and then, the camera cuts randomly to some guy for only a few frames. Like, mm. it's very oh. it's very brief. It's you very know, I didn't disconcerting. put that together. <laughs> It, it's disconcerting. It kind of... I, he served no purpose. It would always harsh cut to him and then fade back to her. So it would be about like a second of this guy's face over her in a weird way. I didn't like that. Sonically, this was like a ripoff of old Rihanna. And she did not oh, do it. Yeah. I was going to say, this is, this is Spotify core in <laughs> the most Spotify core sort of way. I said that this was like Billie Eilish if she didn't make any interesting choices. Yeah. It was just a regular R&B singer. 100%. There's so much like, there's so much 2019, 2020 boring does well on the Spotify charts R&P in this mm. song. And it's like, it, it feels it feels like a legit pop song, but it doesn't feel like a good legit pop song, you know? Yeah, I... Yeah. um. I said it also reminded me a lot of Oxygen by Robin Schultz and Winona Oak. I can't say I'm familiar. You've heard it. It's like, um, okay. tell me you love me. I'll have to look at <laughs> um, Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I also thought the stage was kind of weird. It was very intimate, but you could tell like it was really small and only allowed for stagings that involved people standing at microphones. And also like the, I, I do agree, the um, kind of like the weird like bars and like the lattice format did seem kind of like cage-like. Um, in terms of the performance, I think I said everything I need to say about the song. I think that her as a performer um, lacks a bit of confidence or conviction, but I think it sort of comes off as endearing because she's clearly very young. Um, I also didn't really appreciate the like cuts to like the weird. Who was like, that person? <laughs> I don't know. And also, he, who like, is he? What are his really secrets? Look, he didn't look very like camera ready either. Like <laughs> she had like a full beat on, and like I feel like he could have at least had some like. <laughs> like tv foundation but i guess not (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's not much to say about this one honestly it's not that interesting of a song and i feel bad because i don't think this is a bad song i think it's just a little bit basic it's not bad it's just 
it's just something that would play well on a Spotify playlist where you don't want it to mess up your vibe and just want to be smooth. And it's not, therefore, uninteresting and because it's not smooth in the good way. Yeah. Shout outs to New York Times podcast. Shout outs to John Caramonica. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that this will probably do pretty poorly. Probably, I would say around maybe 16th. Yeah. I don't know. I could have. I, I I feel like it would do poorly, but I also could can imagine it sneaking it up there. I, like I don't think it's it's not going to be anyone's favorite aside from maybe like a yeah. couple people. But I don't know. It's a well put together song. I but yeah, no, it's pretty bad. I think this would be a lot more successful if the people voting on it were just like everyday like radio listeners. Yeah, like I, this this song would be a hit with middle school girls. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a critique against middle school girls, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's just <laughs> an observation. Um, Sam so Millen, did you did you say how you think we'll this will be? We'll give a precise number, but it's certainly going to be low. For me personally, it's probably in the bottom, like five. Um, mm-hmm. I can also reasonably imagine it placing there. All right. Yeah. So that leads us to song number four, which was Make Me Human by Monique, who came second in... Um, Pabandam Ish Now Yo, and it's representing OGAE Lithuania. Make me It's Blade Runner Chic. It's Detroit Become Eurovision. It's Akira Ballad Angel. <laughs> it is all of those things. And one thing I will say before anyone says anything, before we even talk about like the quote unquote gimmick of this, I think this could have been done so poorly and I'm so surprised that this actually works. <laughs> it it almost it does. It, I, I don't it, know. It, it, I don't know. My, maybe. Oh. Please continue I, with yeah. your thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> well, my thought was was that um I well I think the song First of all, the song. I think the song on its own is really great. Yeah, just a little more than I say. Okay, cool. No, okay, you're good. Um, uh, yeah, I think the song itself is really great. It's super current, and it's current in a way that is more palatable to me than the last song was current because it would do, like it's very like it would do well on Spotify. It would get a lot of radio play, but also it's it makes choices and it's interesting. It does make choices. Definitely. <laughs> um, and the elephant in the room. The gimmick is that like the song is called "Make Me Human," and she starts off as this robot that's connected to this like almost this like life support thing. And she sort of moves like a robot, which I think could be super cringy and like really just not work. But the way she does it is it's in tune with the song and like it shows that she has rhythm and it doesn't come off as like, I'm doing the robot dance. It, I don't know, something about this really works. And then like, as the song goes on, she becomes like more and more expressive with her body. And then it kind of, then it gives a very like good satisfying climax that's supported by very strong vocals and and yeah, I, th- I just think that this song could have been terrible. This performance could have been terrible. But it ended up really working. And I, the more I watch this and the more I listen to it, the more I like it. I, I think I agree. It's it's not my favorite type of pop song, but mm. it works. And the theme, I, I giggle at it the entire time, but it could <laughs> be done. It could be executed much worse and much more offensively. <laughs> like, I wish it had maybe done a little bit more. 
and maybe leaned into it, leaned into the 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 theme a little bit more on the audio side. But I think it it overall it works. It's a fine, fun like song. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> oh, speak hmm. so, your truth. This here is the beginning of a trend that we will see of luddite music of <laughs> Wait, anti of like. Like anti-technology, kind of. Oh, there is another um, one that later on. Which yeah. two there more. is another there's one. Two more. There's two? I didn't catch the yeah. second one. Yeah, or or at least kind of like <laughs> losing humanity, be, succumbing to technology. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this one does it way better than the other one that I'm thinking of, at least. Okay, one of them is way worse. The other one is slightly better, in my opinion. <laughs> Denmark was trash. Denmark was really bad. <laughs> okay, we'll get, to, we'll get to that, though. Continue. Um... Oh, in right this God. one, though, yeah. one thing that I didn't like about it is that it felt like there were gimmicks going on in the screen behind her to make up for the rather blasé nature of the song. The song wasn't bad. It just I wasn't. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it really stood out on its own because it's she's yeah. mostly just there singing with some slight vocal effects. There's not much going on instrumentally. There's not much going on lyrically. Um, she just has to have a good voice. And she does, but it's nothing, you know, mind-blowing. Um, so to make up for that, they have this, like, PowerPoint slide in the background <laughs> of, <laughs> of, like, ooh, postmodernism. here's some cool stuff. You know, there's one scene, it starts with, uh, like Jonathan was saying, she was being hooked up to this life support thing where when a piano note was struck, light was sent into her from these like tubes on this life support i thought that was I awesome thought that was cool i thought that was amazing then it turned into a weird alien planet with a sun but the sun was a baby and it was all red vibes yeah oh not kind of more like a space odyssey <laughs> yeah 2001 <laughs> a space odyssey <laughs> um and that one i was like okay i like the reveal of it perhaps the imagery is a little bit uh, confusing or uh, unwelcome, but I like the reveal of it. And then it kept on changing with like every verse and every <laughs> yeah. you know every portion of the song that she would sing. It showed something new about this same kind of theme. Finally, mm. it stuck on these two clips. One of which was human faces glitching, where each quadrant was like a different person's face, and it would glitch and then change. I thought that was cool. And then it would switch again to like outlines of heads, but they were ripple, like golden ripple effects that kind of went out into the shape of a head. Hmm. And then it kept on swapping between those. And it felt like she was trying to make the story so very obvious that she had to present it behind her, even though it was already so very obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it could have like done the Coco Chanel thing of taking one thing off before it left the house. But I think that Without all of those gimmicks, I think this would be a lesser performance. Yeah, I agree. I think if it had stuck, like if it went from the life support thing to the glitching faces and then kept it on the glitching faces and maybe, you know, they changed color with the, the swell of the music or whatever like that. I think that would have been better because then you're not. I, I lost focus of her and her as a performer because I was mainly paying attention to the kind of chaos of what was going on behind her. Um, however, the end was really nice. It the screen went black. She has this like heart symbol on her patch, on her heart patch on her shirt, and that starts to glow. And she holds that, and then she robots down. And I thought that was cool. 
I thought that was yeah. like that same vibe had it been carried throughout would have been much better. Um, sorry, I wrote a lot for this. <laughs> oh no, you're good. Um, to add to that, we haven't talked about the outfit yet, and I think we should. It's I wrote down spacesuit meets uh, rose gold pink coach bag. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like a Gucci spacesuit. Um, yeah, and like then there was a mechanic thing, but yeah, that works too. Oh, that too, that too, that too. And then um, I also liked the um, the light up patch of the heart. Um, I think in general, this should have easily won, but it's just the fact that and the other song in this national final was on fire by the roop, which didn't help it. And I think that if you put the song into like any Lithuanian national final of the past 10 years, this would have like knocked it out of the park, I feel like. Yeah, just got a victim of circumstance the other day. I think so. Um, at the same time, though, uh, I think it was really good, but um, this wasn't this wasn't like top five for me by any means, uh, personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think this one will do reasonably well in terms of results, but um, I would say like uh, like seven, eighth to like thirteenth range. Yeah, I think I think it might go down a little further, but that mm-hmm. sounds about about good. I would say nine to ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nine to ten or slightly lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I'm with Melanon. Alrighty. So I think it's time to move on to uh song number five, which was uh You Will Never Break My Heart by Indira, which uh came in third place in Dora and was representing OGAE Croatia. This, uh, oh boy, can I start on this one really quick? Yeah, please. Okay, so I watched these a while ago. Then I started listening to them on Spotify, and then I um, started watching them. Started watching them again on um, like a few like a few days ago to take notes on. So the first time I listened to it, I was like, "Oh, this is fully a mess and awful." <laughs> because well, that's clearly changed because this got shuffled into on one of your Spotify playlists when I was there the other. No, it didn't. I was thinking of a different song. Never mind. Okay. I was going to say, like, I don't remember doing that. No, that was a different one. Okay. um, But, um, yeah, okay. So, I... Oh, yeah. Okay, so when I was watching this, I was like, this is a disaster. This is a train wreck. I thought the outfits were a choice. They're all these neon, fringy, like, crapped-up bodysuits. And the big thing that stood out for me was the choreography. I thought the choreography was terrible i think for the backing dancers it was fine but for indira herself it was super the thing was that it was it looked super strenuous but didn't look good at all and looked super basic so what ended up happening was that it just wasn't impressive and she ended up being winded and her vocal suffered um and the real the real like thing that got me was like the fucking like alligator like chomp hands that she did during the (laughs) bridge or whatever i I said baby shark for that one (laughs) yeah baby shark literally but then when I listened to the Spotify track, I was like, oh, this is actually really good. And the like intro instrumental is super catchy and the vocal is actually really good. And the, like everything is mixed right, right and everything is as loud as it needs to be. But 
the backing vocalist in this weren't loud enough. The choreography was terrible. The visuals were too much. And um, and yeah, I don't know. I wrote um at the end. This is like what would happen if Calliope, which like she represented Macedonia a few times in the past five years, did a dance song, which I think would be bad <laughs> because she normally does like rock ballads. Yeah, this is weird. It's got like the visual aesthetic of of a neon version of the singer Pink. Um, like I, I actually, that's a lie. I just think that Indira looks like pink, mm. um, cause she's got the outfit and the hairstyle. And then the rest of it is like, I, I, I sent these guys a, a video of Naomi's entrance in WWE. Look that up. It's the same, <laughs> pretty it's, much it's the same idea. And it's like the, the, the song itself, I think is good. I like the song. It sounds like it's from 2016 because I, I, I would say 2012 well, almost. lean on came out in 2015. And this sounds like something that came out and was trying to be lean on and doesn't do it as well. I don't know that song, but it sounds a lot like kind of the second incarnation of like Eurovision ethno pop that was like okay, kind yeah. of like eight years ago. Yeah, sound. I was thinking, I was thinking, um, less good major laser. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Yeah, Ugh, I'm watching the baby shark part right now. It's really <laughs> rough, <laughs> and even the backing dancers are doing it too. It's. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to go for some like audience clap dissipation or something, but they did not work. Um, so I yeah. I wrote my thoughts on this song and I summed it up at the end with a phrase that we've all heard before. It's fun I to have fun. Yes. They were clearly having fun with this. There was these bright like neon mesh shirts and vinyl uh, hemming and stuff. Like it's crazy. It's so absurdly vibrant and. The audio does not match it. It mm. does yeah. have some energy, but it's not at the kind of energy that you'd expect from like what is portrayed in the media as like rave culture, right? It's mm -hmm. a lot more uh, not acoustic, but like it, it relies on less kind of grating, harsh electronic sounds, which I think would have been really cool and would have also fit her voice pretty well. This woman sounds like she smokes. I don't know how many packs a day. <laughs> Fully, yeah. Which I think could have been used to great effect in a song that is more industrial than this one. Like an industrial dance music song would have been dance music song would have been perfect for this performance and for this, you know, for the outfit and for the staging and for her voice. Um, but instead, they were like, "Hey, let's be cool in one area and be cool in an entirely separate area, maybe." Um, I don't I don't have major complaints about the song really. I just don't think it fit the performance. Yeah, that's fair. I I think we're in total agreement. Um and because of that, I think that this will trend towards the bottom maybe around 19. I disagree. I think really? this is going to do well because I like the song. <laughs> I don't know if it actually will do well, but I like the song and I like want the song it to. Too. How do you think this will do? I don't think it's going to do nearly as bad as Jonathan was saying, nor nearly as good as you were saying. Alice. I feel like it could go a number. Actually, I don't know if you said a specific number, but I'm feeling eight. Yes. Maybe seven. Tap in. Tap in. I yeah. agree. Like top end of the middle third. Okay. Um, <laughs> so next, moving on to um, song number six, which was One Last Time by Rain Alexander, representing OGAE Norway. The song failed to make the gold final of Norsk Melody Grand Prix. Conquer all. One last time we give it all. 
I love this song. This m just massive guy wearing what would be the coolest motorcyclist outfit of all time. <laughs> it's a freaking Viking! It's in. It's so cool. It's so, so cool. It's so gimmicky. It's so cool. His voice sounds like he's the lead singer of The National, um, <laughs> which I was very impressed by. I was not expecting that from him. And then he hits a note and he raises his arm and these dudes like who are in the fetal position hiding in the fog on the stage unfurl like they're these frost golems or something. And then he commands them. And then them, they like, start earthbending. Yeah, it's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he has such well, a good voice. He has such a strong energy. This is where I first noticed the staging for, for real. It's because he's standing yeah. in the center of this like uh, oh, Looks like a know. demon summoning circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pig and and then he fire bends. <laughs> he makes fire with his he, hand. And it was real. It was real fire. <laughs> it was real fire. He points at the men surrounding his demon summoning circle and they dance as he points to them. And it's, I don't know how to describe this other than a blast to watch. I love this. Yeah. I love this. Mm -hmm. There are Vikings at Eurovision. It is an actual Viking, and he is singing a Scandinavian dance pop song. I love it. Yeah, I am in entire agreement. I think before we go further, I have to address the elephant in the room. So um, basically what happened in this national final was that there were technical difficulties that made it so that in the semifinal, the televote had to be disregarded. And I'm bullshit. And I'm pretty sure he won that, but motherfuck. But um, or I think it was the final, but like there was like a two level, two different oh. like levels of the final. So basically, they only did the jury vote, and he didn't get through. Robbed. Yeah. That Robbed. Robbed Viking. Every time, <laughs> every time you scroll through the YouTube comment section, it's always like, oh, this song should have won. This song should have won. And for the most part, I I don't necessarily agree, but this song should have won. <laughs> It's the so third good. comment on this video is, Hello, police. I'd like to report a crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. Jonathan, I'm sure you remember Rasmussen. Oh, yeah. From a couple years ago. Oh, yes. I love that Rasmussen song that represented Denmark a couple years ago. And this does that better, I think. I think the, I think the song is more enjoyable for me, but I think that this, the, um, the performance of Rasmussen's song was better, but that might just be because it was actually on a Eurovision stage. That's fair. But like I love that Rasmussen song, but this is a better song. This is actually like a dance song, and the other yeah. one wasn't really. The Rasmussen song was more Viking, but it was also just like a badly structured song. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, all I'm saying is we love Vikings at Eurovision. I love Vikings at Eurovision. Oh, Give yes. them all of my points. And and yeah, and like Melon said, this has like so many gimmicks. But at the same time, like it 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 toes the line of like having so many gimmicks, but also having a talented performer but the gimmicks don't overshadow the performer or vice versa which i think is really hard to do but this one does it pretty successfully um i don't think that anything about this was wrong yeah i agree this is my personal favorite this is my shot to oh win. wow yeah we might have to fight over this later then i love <laughs> this <laughs> yeah i think this one will do quite well i think it'll definitely mm, i wouldn't say definitely but i think it will probably be top five probably around fifth or fourth and I, you gotta, you gotta imagine that this is going to get a boost because it's fans voting for it, and it's fans that are gonna be mad that this got legitimately robbed at its own national final. Yes. 
So do you think this, this one might win, Ellis, or just kind of be around I, that area? I don't know, and you will find out why I don't know very shortly, mm. is what I will say. I think I might know what you're thinking. All right, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think this is going to perform very well. Top three is... All right, so without further ado, we're moving on to song number seven, which is Roots by Eden Aline from Israel, which placed second in Hashir Haba Lorovision. This is what I was just referring to. Oh, really? Okay. This song I figured. is legitimately excellent. This is great. Mm. I love this. This is just, it's good. This is really, really good. She is great. She, like, she's got great stage presence. The dancers are fun. The song is really, like, it's, it's a, a legitimately fun song. It's a legitimately fun performance. This song could be a hit i think i really like this i think this was great yeah i i was really impressed by this it yeah so i just like like the last performance something about this was wrong like the outfits were great the choreography was impeccable yeah the backing dancers looked great um uh her voice is really powerful and i think it lends itself well to the song um i think the like weird like pseudo rap in the middle could have really easily been grating and out of place but it ends up working really well and yeah there's just like everything just works really well on the stage i think personally i prefer the song that ended up going to eurovision or was supposed to go to eurovision for um israel but um i mean it's hard to compare them just because they're all they're both songs are just so good yeah i'm i'm shocked that this didn't I thought win this, oh, <laughs> i thought that this song was a little bit eh, a fair amount disjointed huh. first of all um yeah the I loved the choreography. I love the backup dancers. That's not true. I love the choreography. I love the backup dancers' outfits. Um, but otherwise, it felt like they were like cluttering the stage, like they were getting in her way, because she was also busting some moves, which is not very common for a performer. And she was able to sing really well the entire time with that. Um, so I felt like. That was a little bit confusing. The choice of, I think there were like four people on stage beside her. Um, could have been less than that. There was a pretty harsh shift between the chorus and the verses, um, which I thought could have easily been two different songs entirely. Um, and actually, I think that can be a pretty good thing sometimes, but not in this case. It, I feel like both of them have very strong directions and energies and they're pretty much running opposite from each other um i don't it just it felt a little bit scrambled i guess <laughs> a lot of good okay. things yeah. coming together but not in the right way i understand uh, that there was one marimba run though at near the end which <laughs> was awesome i that stuck out to me 
in a in a great way. Um, but otherwise, I feel like the song was good in parts. Like if you look at thirty second chunks at a time, each chunk is great. But the way that they are arranged, I guess, doesn't it feels out of place. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I, don't know. I, I thought. It was... I think it. I I think there's what I'm thinking about is just songs that do something similar but have much less cohesion. But I do understand that this this definitely could be a little bit more of what you want it to be, and that would probably make it better. But um, yeah, I think this one again is gonna threaten the win, personally. Yeah, th- this this would be my personal pick to win. I think. Oh wow. wow! I would I would put it at number like four or five. I think. Um. Yeah, four. Yeah. Okay. So that means we're ready to move on to song number eight, which was <laughs> "Cherry Red" by Roxanne, which came third place in Selectia Nacionale, representing OGAE Romania. Not to like be the person who's like, I have to start every time because I feel like I've done that like twice already, but can I please start on this one? Yeah. Oh yeah, please do. This is, okay, so we, we talked about like differences between the studio track and and the um, and the um, the live performance. And the studio track is fine, I guess. It, it, it Even in the studio track, you can kind of tell that this is trying to be like a reggaeton, Despacito-ish type. Ro- Romanian reggaeton. Romanian reggaeton sung by like someone who lacks the soul that makes reggaeton good. And live that is made so painfully clear. Her vocal is so weak. Her stage presence is nothing. And just, it, it, it uh, I don't know. Like it, this is, this was so bad. She looks so bored and uninterested in her own song. The choreography is so awkward and clunky and sluggish a lot of the time. And I think, and her outfit was kind of weird. Her face was kind of crapped up with all these like weird like diamond thingies that I didn't particularly care for. I don't really think that anything about this performance went right. Which is too bad because I don't think the song is bad. I think it just needs a better singer and a better performance. But that's basically what we're judging this entire thing on, yeah. not really the song. So I think that this was <laughs> catastrophic almost. <laughs> <laughs> just silence. This just, yeah, this sucked. She gave us nothing. nothing. Yes, Queen, give us nothing. <laughs> exactly. I did like the eyelets on her dress. I said that they reminded me of like uh, sewage pipes, but in a cool way, in like a cool cartoon. Oh, maybe there's like a hidden bunker here kind of way. Um, <laughs> otherwise, this was tragic. She literally yeah. got pulled away by, by some of her background dancers into the back of the stage. Like, she didn't have enough energy to move or something. (laughs) To watch her other two background dancers spar. Yeah, they're just, like, doing capoeira or something in the middle of the stage. (laughs) I cannot with this. Yeah, it's, like, it's not sung well. There's no feeling. I, like, when I first, when this came on, I was really, this song, it sounds like something that would be under, underneath one of those, like, ridiculous stupid storytelling staged ones like apricot stone (laughs) 
like yeah. it's just like wh- why why should i care it's it's bad it sucks it's not good yeah and like i said the song itself isn't horrible but everything else is just going everything so wrong is. that like you can't condone any of this i don't think that this will end up being last because i think that people like roxon and i think that some people like this song. and even her song so this was like a selection where it was one singer and a bunch of songs the song yeah. that ended up getting it chosen i hated but some people seemed to like it i think this will probably do middling to bottom but if i wasn't aware of people actually liking her and this song i would have probably put it in the dumpster really but yeah. i think it'll still do pretty poorly yeah i i think this deserves to go in the bin how about you melon <laughs> i don't know okay in the actual performance, do they just judge the final or semi-final performances from the local song competitions, or do they actually re-perform? No, it's just they watch what we watch and they vote. Okay, then it's dead. <laughs> There's no point. It sucks. That's that, I guess. Um, and I think it's time to move on, because I'm done with this one. I'm over it. Yep. Yeah, we're moving on to uh, song number nine, which is Call for Love by Kayat representing OGAE Ukraine, and this song came second place in Vidbir. This dude is Discount Tommy Cash. He is over a Discount Chami beat. It's terrible, and it's wildly, wildly entertaining, and it's I love it. Okay, good. I love it, too. <laughs> I lo- it, it's, it's truly, it's not good. This is not good, I don't think. I think it is. The, the bits, there are bits of it that are really good. There are bits of it that are, it's like, I don't know. I think this is one of those songs where it's low quality, but you just have to love it. Because the dude, he's, he's reasonable he can't sing particularly well i don't think aside from like the that was pretty cool yeah those were pretty cool when he's actually singing words i don't think he was i wrote that he lacks conviction he lacks well i don't know he oh wait i think no i said he has conviction lacks soul yeah yeah and the beat sounds like something chami would have made four years ago but like not on a good day but you put it all together and you put the 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 weird trippy visuals and the choreography and his outfit together and it all comes together and like i like watching this even though it sucks and it's great <laughs> i thought i thought this was good i don't have the same references as you so i this seemed a little bit more fresh to me but i'm i, I am this sounds like something definitely that i've definitely heard before but at the same time like you said the choreography was really great i think that even if his voice isn't really there, I think he performs it really well. Yeah. He looks like uh, a Jedi Knight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love I, the like leather kimono thing. Yes. That was cool. Um, what impressed me the most was the like camera effect where it went upside down, which I think was kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, I said simple, but quite good. I just like an, uh, one more other aspect about this that I forgot as I was talking about earlier, but I've just remembered. He says his own drop shouts. Like it builds up, and then the dude who's singing the song just like pauses and goes, "Call for love," and then it, yeah, <laughs> which is really funny to me. Mm-hmm. And like in the drop, he's dancing, 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 and goes, "Call for love," and then continues dancing without singing, and it's really funny. Yeah, and one more thing, this this sonically and also the way it was performed reminded me a lot of um, Siren Song, which is the song that won the Ukraine National Selection 2019. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was very similar, except it was like a song sung by a woman and it was very sexualized, which was fun. <laughs> this kind of lacked the sex appeal, but I think made up for it in choreography and visuals. Yeah. Interesting. I liked, I really liked the visuals. I thought the choreography was like fine, I guess. If you're trying to design a dance that everyone can dance to, this it was works simple, great. Yeah. yeah. But compared to some of the other choreography, especially Israel's, it's, it's like, okay, you know, that's, you're swinging your arms. Awesome. Um, I, Ellis, you and I will not be competing for this one. I did not like this song musically. You, you, you dropped out there for a sec. What did you say? We will not. Sorry. I said that we will not be competing for this song. Okay. Um, yeah. I, nothing stood out to me for this musically. When you say it's a bad song, but you can't help but enjoy, I think there's a better version of that later. Um, and this one, Interesting. I, I was just oh. not engaged at all. Yeah. I don't like his face. That's just a personal thing. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> but as far works, as... I think it works, right? I, as far as the song goes, since we're only judging on that, um, I don't I don't know. It just... I don't really know what to say. <laughs> it sounded it's... bad, but not bad. <laughs> just... It wasn't even boring. It just was not... Okay, it's not me, I'll say. I can't find anything in particular to critique about it. Um, it had some nice juicy bass, actually. I quite like that. That's but there's Jami. <laughs> his vocals were pretty boring, except for the the kind of voice modulation he had going on. Um, besides the bass, the the backing track was also very flat most times. Um, I didn't like the chorus. I don't know, just not for me. I feel that. Um, I'm slightly concerned because this. So wait, you said that like this. There is a song that isn't good but is fun that is coming up later, and there's a song coming up later that I think was basically the song but ten times worse. So no, 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 not yeah. that one, not that one. Okay, I, cool. I'm, I'm really intrigued. I'm really intrigued as to what you mean because to me, a better version of this is just a Tommy Cash song. No, no, no. I meant as not not of this song. I meant oh. there's another song later that is perhaps not technically the best, but I quite enjoy. Got it, got it. Okay, yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, I think this one will do reasonably well, maybe somewhere around like 11th. Yeah. Ish. Like middle, but like closer to the, the top than the bottom. Yeah, I agree. I think this is this will split votes between people who like it and people who don't, and it'll get stranded in the middle. Yeah. I'm feeling a nice, tight 13 to 14. Hmm, okay. Well, that means we are getting to song number 10, which was Andromeda by Elodie who came seventh place in San Remo and is representing OGAE Italy. Now, this one was kind of tricky because we didn't have a full live performance that we could watch. Um, oh, I just watched the music video and called that one good. Yeah, I I watched the music video too. I think that was kind of, it was kind of weird to like see all these live performances in like the video. I think that kind of made the song sort of suffer for me. I 
this might be the song that I have like the least amount of feelings about. Mm. I it it was very good, and I think it was sort of it was like sort of current, maybe like would have more fit in with like four years ago. It kind of reminded me of like what Beyonce was doing four years ago. I will disagree for a very specific reason, but can... I mean it's not as good, obviously. But um, I yeah i don't really know um the the in the chorus or like after the chorus like the like the piano chord sort of reminded me of um was it song like like call on me valerie yeah call on me oh, yeah call on me. it was a weird combination of kind of like a song that beyonce probably would have rejected in 2016 and that amalgamation of that song that came out in like 2004 but um i think she's talented i think this is good but like i don't have a lot of opinions. yeah i was thinking discount dua lipa yeah i was thinking something very similar yeah, because she's got like the sort of like lower, but she even looks like very her good voice. Yeah, she does kind of look like Dua Lipa, and it's got that same the same sort of like house inspired, which is probably where you're getting "Call on Me" from. Mm. Speaking of Dua Lipa and house inspired, check out the remix album for Future Nostalgia. The mixed version came out today. It was mixed by Blessed Madonna. There's a fucking Mr. Fingers remix on it. It's absurd. But anyways, none of that meant song, anything to me. <laughs> yeah, this song is. I started listening to it. It's pretty good. It's good. Yeah, the song is not as good, but it still ends up pretty good in the long run, even though it's structured very poorly toward in the first half, I think. I agree. The first half did feel pretty flat. Um, so Jonathan also sent us a like a preview thing of the live performance. Um, mm. And I guess actually I don't need to get into that because it's only like a minute and that's only a third of the song. But man, her dress is wild there. Anyway. <laughs> this song i felt had conviction but it lacked soul um in that okay. it was a very formulaic yeah. pop song or formulaic for the era that we're in um there was one thing the only real thing that i have to note uh not in any positive or negative way is that the actually no it's it's negative i take it back um the bass line had some kind of weird filter on it or each bass note was like cut out at the the last half of the note so it faded really quickly and it made it feel like it packed no punch at all which you don't have to for a pop song i guess but if we're comparing her to dua lipa there is a lot of funky bass on dua lipa's most recent album that is um, true yeah, yeah like i was kind of saying this is produced sort of like a 2000s house song which isn't necessarily a job but it's like doesn't really fit in <laughs> There was one one part though. For some reason, the last thirty seconds really shined to me. Um, her vocals relaxed a bit because the entire time before that, she'd been like almost straining a little bit, and it was very intentional. I don't fault her for that decision. Um, but she kind of like mellowed into the into this last chorus in a different way, um, and then it hit home for me. I understood why this song was, you know, a possibility of being chosen um so i i i enjoyed this song i don't think it's worthwhile on a first listen though i like this one way more than you guys do but i also would just rather listen to future nostalgia so like how good is it really uh the answer is eh, it's adequate i think this one sorry oh i was gonna say i put it in my second choice category i like second choice of the second choice yeah 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 i think that this one will probably fly well above its station but i uh, like sixth like around like sixth i think for this one maybe a little bit higher i don't know i can see that or a little bit lower i think this is like a clear top 10 i just don't really know where in the top 10 it'll place yeah yeah i think so too okay 
So we're about halfway through, which means it is song number 11, Beautiful Lie by Jakub Twisk, which got second at Estilau. And it is representing Estonia's OGA. But darling, I can't fight for you anymore. When you give me faith and tear it away, I can't afford to lose you once more. I wish we could live in this beautiful Ah, here's our disgusting modern Eurovision ballad. <laughs> I said this something. Song sucks. <laughs> Mill and go. Um, I sent something to the chat between the three of us earlier, which was just my notes for this. Started off with sonically, this has youth pastor energy, and I completely stand by that in every mm-hmm. way. It's very generic. It obviously tries to appeal to you know, whatever modern definition of a ballad we have now. His performance vocally is nothing worth writing home about or even really worth paying attention to. And the instrumentation feels straight out of 2010 Eurovision. Um, <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, Drip Drop. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it has raindrops too. The raindrops in this are the best part too. Because like at some point, in the, like towards the end of the song, a bunch of just random cgi superimposed raindrops come on stream on screen and then he sticks his hand out he freeze it's very dramatic <laughs> and then he raises it back up and they go away but it's like well okay yeah mm. that's that's some that's some cgi mm. if you had told me that this song was about god i would have believed you. <laughs> it might be it might be but like it's not worthy enough <laughs> to even listen to to make but to god, make sense no, of it god put our friend Yagoop in the friend zone and now he's sad mm-hmm. it's it, the lyrics too i don't usually listen to lyrics but these suck yeah i said that this was technically good but it was way too far up its own ass yeah I, I he has a really good voice and i think that that should be recognized um i don't know well my first reaction when i listened to this um on spotify was that oh this is gonna be terrible live because <laughs> all of these like big like like gospel vocal moments like you're not going to be able to recreate so the way they recreated it was by playing the backing track not doing those like effects live which would not have been allowed at eurovision so i feel like this would have done pretty poorly in that setting yeah but um yeah i think that i don't know it's like i said it's technically good but i think it's just the worst version of the song that won eurovision last year and it's way more pretentious and it just like oozes with like disingenuousness and and just i don't know i don't always love an interpretive dance moment it it just comes off as always comes off to me as very pretentious and people really know i don't really it doesn't connect with me um i said it's still better better than the song that won estilao that year but um this is gross to me (laughs) yeah like in the lyrics too i can't afford to lose you once more i wish we could live in this beautiful lie you call me friend but keep me closer You can't write that lyric in a freaking song, dude, without it coming out whiny and entitled. It do- mm. No, it doesn't work. I don't like this song. <laughs> I think it's going to do well, though. I have just disliked this video on YouTube. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's drastic. I've never disliked anything. <laughs> 
were you going to say anything else, Millen, or do you want to get into the results? I, Not the results, but like... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. There's not much else of the song. Um, I think if... Oh, what was it? Romania? Yeah. If Romania was dead last, this is one above it. I think this is going to do absurdly well for some reason. <laughs> like, I don't have any, like, extra, like, intel. Like, I don't know if there's really a song that, like, I've heard about people liking, but for some reason, this seems like the type of thing that shouldn't do well, but does so i think it's going to be top 10 i can't really predict where i i unfortunately agree like i think this is gonna fly way above where it deserves i'd say maybe like fourth or something oh my god okay no not that high not that high i think it might be oh that just makes me feel gross (sighs) okay all right and that just about does it for this very first episode of eurovision fast forward if you guys liked this one, and uh, you can expect part two sometime in the coming week, probably Friday or earlier. Um, and yeah, so um, make sure to follow us on Instagram. We are at Eurovision underscore Rewind. Right now we're doing like a fun March Madness style bracket for all the songs of 1979, which we're also covering um, on our regular format of the podcast as kind of like a poll thing. So check that out. Also, we are on Patreon. We are on patreon.com forward slash vocab gumbo. There you can gain access to some Patreon exclusive content that we are uh, currently working on and will be releasing once we have some patrons to enjoy it. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, For Millen and Alice, I am Jonathan. We are Eurovision Rewind, except for this episode where Eurovision fast forward. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.